Next on BYU Sports Nation, concerns within BYU football. Insider Blaine Fowler on why the Cougars will respond. A BYU football injury update, including Taysom Hill and BYU Hoops names its captains. Plus, Jeff Judkins in studio, and somebody's going to Miami. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Energy up. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. When I get excited, I just want to slap the desk really hard. I'm not going to do that. And even on a Tuesday. Because knocking didn't work on it last week. (laughs) (laughs) You had to go Is this real wood? It's a composite. We determined that yesterday. Clearly, it's a composite. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Tuesday, October 7th, I'm Spencer Linton alongside fruit roll-up designer, Jerem Jordan. I like consuming them. And designing them. Wherever and however you're dialed in. Really? Great to have you with us. Speaking of this composite desk, we have an injury update for you (laughs) surrounding BYU football, and it starts with quarterback Taysom Hill. The latest prognosis on Taysom is he will be out four to six months after successful surgery to repair a broken fibula leg. That's more than the three to four that Broncos said after the game Friday. Doctors found some ligament damage. Shredded was uh, an excessive verb used by Bronco Mendenhall yesterday. That was a scary word. People were like, shredded? What does that mean? It's like, I don't think he meant to say shredded. Some of the ligaments, okay. If Taysom can get healthy within five months, it looks like he'll be ready for spring ball. So it's a four- to six-month window. Mm-hmm. If it's six, he misses spring. If it's less, he's good. Personally, and knowing Taysom the way he is. Take it easy. Yeah, I, I don't. What, what does he need to do in spring ball? I don't envision him missing spring ball, but, yeah, there's, I don't think there's a rush, right? There's going to be a transfer that needs to figure things out on the offense. There were a, That's what spring's going to be about. There were a bevy of other injuries that happened against Utah State. And uh, that starts with uh, our boy Michael Elisa. Michael Elisa had a concussion. Still TBD on whether he plays Thursday. Alani Fua, Dallin Levitt, Braden Kersley, all ankle injuries. Braden Kersley sounds like, according to reports yesterday after practice, the least likely to make it. But BYU needs Alani Fua. And I think they need Dallin Levitt, too. So I would go with questionable for Michael Elisa, Alani Fua, and Dallin Levitt. Doubtful. On Braden Kersley. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Started off with today's Twitter question. What is the number one concern right now for BYU football? Besides Wi-Fi and Lavelle Edwards Stadium. No, I'm just kidding. That's one that comes <laughs> up. I mean, with BYU's play on the field right now. What's the number one concern right now? The first tweet, at Super Perks. Do they have the goods? They have swag? Is that what's going on here? Apparently. Porous secondary, especially considering BYU was supposed to be deep there this year. No pressure on QB doesn't help. We will address those two issues and more coming up in just a moment. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Concerns within Cougar football. Now two days away from... BYU-UCF in Orlando, Florida. By the way, the game we labeled months ago as the road test with Taysom Hill as the BYU starting quarterback. UCF's not as good as we thought they would be. That's one thing that plays into this now. We have targeted three major topics of concern. It starts with the new big man on campus, whether he wants it or not. 
Christian Stewart, the great unknown. We don't know what Christian Stewart is going to give BYU football on the field. Fact. All we do know is that what we saw in fall camp created optimism for BYU if Taysom Hill went down with an injury. Absolutely. Well, now that's happened. Yeah. You, you don't want the backup to have to play. You don't. But that's the situation that BYU's in. And we saw him in fall camp, and he looked good. But it was just fall camp. What else do we have to base it off? Uh, second half where you're down 14 against Utah State where the wind is taken out of your sails? That's not the prime condition to see what St- Christian Stewart's got. I am hopeful that Stewart has the skills to pay the bills on Thursday. Seriously. Let me ask you this much. How many Division One backup quarterbacks succeed in that type of scenario? Down 14 in Some a rivalry game. Some do it, but game. it's rare. Your Heisman candidate is out for the season. The wind is entirely taken out of the stadium and the fan base. How many guys come back and are like, oh, yeah, no problem. We're just going to go score four touchdowns and win the game. It was a tough test to climb if Taysom Hill is still the quarterback with the way that BYU was playing and, and the way the defense was being exposed. And this breaking, Taysom Hill is out for the season. It's Christian Stewart now. Jump aboard the train. He is the great unknown, but we did ask ESPN's Trevor Maddich on Monday, where does it begin for Christian in terms of finding success as the guy now? I think what you'll see now is instead of having a playmaker at quarterback, you'll have a distributor at quarterback. And Christian Stewart understands that the worst thing he can do is try to replace Taysom. The best thing he can do now is make the stars of this team, those receivers, and then Jamal Williams, their running back. I challenge you to find me another player like Taysom Hill in college football right now. You won't. No one's arguing, man. So Christian Stewart now has to be Christian Stewart. That doesn't mean that the offense, the whole playbook has been thrown out. You know, it doesn't mean that they're going to try and do brand new things. They're just going to cater what they already have for Christian. And he spoke about that yesterday. Well, let's just say I won't be hurtling over two guys into the end zone for, for touchdowns. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be running the zone read. I'll more than likely give the ball more than Taysom would, but that'll open up running lanes more for me when I do decide to pull it. Here's the good part, Jerem. He still has really good athletes around him. And while we don't know what Christian Stewart's going to do on the field because we haven't seen him a lot in an in-game scenario, neither does Central Florida. That's right. And there are good weapons around Christian Stewart. Here's how you tailor things. Okay, the playbook doesn't change. Here's how you tailor things to Christian Stewart. You make some of the throws easier. You go to Jamal Williams up the middle a little easier. You, uh, you simplify things to make it easy for him. He can make the deep throws. We, th- we saw some overthrows. He can make those throws. I think when it's 0-0, it's going to be a different kind of situation. What if special teams helps BYU get exactly. a lead? What if Trevor Sampson... Puts BYU in position to score where they hadn't been in other situations. It, it could be very good for BYU. I wouldn't be surprised if BYU goes down and wins by double figures. I also wouldn't be surprised if BYU lost by double figures given what's going on. So it's an important game. And coming up tomorrow, we'll talk more about what this game means for BYU in the whole season. BYU is not trying to replace Taysom Hill with one player, but they are trying to that make a make for stupid. him with several different playmakers. Yes, and don't... L- listen... Christian Stewart won't be the guy that has to carry that load the most. It's going to be spread out over the team. Concern number two, defense with a capital D. Mm -hmm. BYU's inability to establish an effective pass rush and the secondary getting caught looking in the backfield 
created for just a horrendous situation against Utah State. Time and time again, being beat with the deep ball. Sky Povey referred to it as dirty eyes yesterday on BYU Sports Nation, and he explained what that is and how BYU gets better at it so that it doesn't happen again. Like, nobody's taking a playoff, and uh, to be honest, not very many. Like, none of them are really assignment mistakes. It's just, you know, kind of having dirty eyes looking in the backfield, and, I mean, it happens to the best of us. But, unfortunately, we play a position that's very exposed, and when it happens, kind of everyone sees it. Clearly, they're aware of the situation and the problem. Yes. Yeah, but what are you going to do about it? That's the big question. So getting a pass rush is so important. BYU has not been able to get to the quarterback. They Okay, after the fact... Statistics were added to the Houston game. There were two sacks. Then there was uh, zero against Virginia and one against Utah State. So three in the last three. One sack per game. Seven quarterback hurries against Virginia. Just one against Utah State. Mm. No pressure. And we've talked about it. You get more pressure, it's going to be easier to defend the deep ball. But the problem is that against Utah State, BYU didn't have pressure at all and got beat deep. That's the worst thing you can do. 30-plus points allowed the last two games, and over 450 in total low. This is not the BYU defense that has been playing the last several years. Nick Howell, as the defensive coordinator, has his toughest challenge this week, preparing for Game 6, because of what happened in the last game. I think BYU has the players to do it, but they have to get more of a pass rush. We thought Bronson Kafusi would be the answer. As of right now, Bronson Kafusi is not Ziggy, and he's not Kyle Van Those are top Round NFL draft picks. I know. And Bronson Kavusi is not that right now. He could become that. Just not right now. But BYU doesn't have that elite pass rusher, and I think you're seeing the difference that that's making on the defense. BYU is giving up an uncharacteristically high number of passing yards, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Homer! 285. Yeah, BYU's giving up 285 passing yards a game. That's four more yards than UCF averages in total offense. And UCF is 119th in total offense. They're only five teams worse in FBS. That includes the Sun Belt. This makes this game even more intriguing. UCF's <laughs> this is offense the game to get back in it for has BYU. been terrible. And so this is the perfect opportunity for BYU's defense to slow things down to go back to the bend, don't break, keep everything in front mentality. Against Virginia, there were some PIs that would have been touchdowns. Those prevented touchdowns, made forced field goals. BYU's got players to do it. I'm confident that BYU's D can turn it around. UCF but is scoring. to happen this week. UCF is scoring 17 points a game against Division One competition. Good gravy. They, UCF's terrible on offense. More tomorrow. They are horrendous. Third concern. And I think many of you may have heard this word before. Penalties. Several of the tweets. Penalties. Penalties. BYU, the second most penalized team in all of America right now. Listen, yeah, listen we're to number this. two. The average, <laughs> roughly 11 penalties per game for 100 yards. You're giving up an entire football field in penalty yards. Utah State, uh, BYU had less, less yards, but... They were in timely situa- or untimely situations. Jordan Johnson, fourth and four on a field goal try. Come on. Uh, roughing the passer on a third and goal drive continues to touch on. The offside on the onside kick. Like, those killed BYU. There's a difference between being aggressive and being smart and then being aggressive and just being dumb. The timing of the penalties, as you mentioned, Jerem, has just been awful. You're going to have some penalties. It's just what are they and when are they? Fourth and four. You're up 14-7. to seven. Jordan Johnson goes offsides. Drive continues, they score a touchdown. Roughing the pass for third and goal. Drive continues, another Utah State touchdown. And the kickoff team, (laughs) 
I'm, I'm guessing they ran a few extra laps this week. What's up with offsides this year on, on kickoffs? Oh, it's not like the snap is like one guy's hand holding up and you're running you're like, let's go. Time to clean it up. And the BYU coaches are addressing that. I can guarantee you that that has been a topic of discussion for practice on Monday and Tuesday. What is the number one concern right now for you, BYU Sports Nation, within BYU football? Let's go. It's winter time. At PW Owner 1019. I really don't think there is one, seeing as how Christian Stewart is much better than we saw on Friday. Okay. No concerns. Okay. That's one fan that has no concerns. I, I have some concerns, so three we just listened. At Laser Sheep, hmm. top priority for me is focus. The talent's there, the coaching's there, and I think the heart and attitude are two. Hashtag focus. One thing we should remember in this, BYU's 4-1. It's not 1-4, 2010, fire Jaime Hill situation. BYU's 4-1. They started 4-0. They were but, ranked 18th in the country. But I, cons- I understand the concern, though, going forward, because guess what? That was the first season. This is now the second season. It's a seven-game season with a new quarterback. I get it. The sky is not falling. I repeat, the sky is not falling on it BYU ne- football right it now. It technically never will, so that's just like the dumbest thing to think ever. <laughs> ah! There's something to play for. They have everything to play for except for an undefeated season. Yes, and guess what? That was, probably wasn't going to happen anyway. It's okay. So tough. I'll take a one-loss, two-loss year every year. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball naming its captains. They opened practice yesterday. Tyler Haas for a third straight year named a captain. Kyle Collinsworth a captain. And how about this? Chase Fisher. The dude hasn't even played officially for BYU. Redshirted after transferring from Wake Forest. Has two years to play as a junior. Awesome. We went to the first practice yesterday. Uh, There's a lot of dudes out there. 18 guys. I'm excited, though. There's a lot of talent. Corbin Kafusi looks legit. The athleticism everyone's talking about, oh, my goodness. Yeah, the first time he's he took fantastic. a fast break in a warm-up drill and dunked it, his elbows are at the rim. I'm like, okay. Isaac yep. Nielsen can run the floor, shot blocker, all sorts of guards. I, I love the group. I'm, I'm stoked for who. Up next, Jeff Judkins makes his triumphant return to BYU Sports Nation. We'll see if we can talk him into a shooting contest, perhaps, with Tyler Haas <laughs> and the aforementioned Chase Fisher. Stay with us. Buckets! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, 8 Eastern time after further review gets you ready for BYU and UCF as they recap Utah State. Look ahead to the game against the night, the Knights Thursday night. 8 Eastern time, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon. And Brian Lope? I'm waiting for the ESPN commentators to call them the Central Florida Golden Knights and mess everything up. Yeah. Because they've requested that no, it's UCF. No Golden Knights. And no Golden. Just Knights. It's just the UCF yeah. Knights. I've called them I Central have a similar Florida request a few myself. times this week. <laughs> Central Florida. They, yeah, they would like UCF Knights. Who determines that, I wonder? UCF. What is the number one concern right now for BYU football at Alex Sanders, 37. Number one concern is confidence that we can perform without Taysom. Yes. There's still 80-plus talented players on that roster with a drive to win. That's a big question. What do you do without Taysom Hill? What do you do? And then defensively, that plays into that too. He was the leader of that team on both sides of the ball, to be honest. You're getting a shout-out about your T-shirt, Jerem. 
the retro crawling cougar intramural championship. Well, it's the, yeah, it's the intramural championship. Dialon says, "Love the retro crawling cougar shirt. I need one." Just win an intramural championship. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there was so much. There were like eight drops of sweat put into <laughs> getting this in uh, softball during the summer and and uh, flag football. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to think of other things to make himself sound hardworking. Nope. It wasn't eight. You're right. It was like 20. <laughs> it was so hard. Oh, my goodness. It is a sweet T-shirt, though. Not about me. More about BYU sports. About Absolutely. That? Specifically, <laughs> BYU women's basketball and one of our good friends of the program, head coach Jeff Judkins. Coach, how would you rate High five. the, the <laughs> intramural championship T-shirt that Jerem is wearing right now? I think he should wear it proudly because it's not easy to get. It's true. There's some intramurals in BYU is awesome. I mean, I, I you hear it all the time when I go out recruiting. They, hey, what's about this intramural program? And so I think um, if you want to be a, an athlete and kind of dream that you are a sports guy, you want to play intramurals, and it's wait what? It's, it's big time. <laughs> just it's, dr- it's just dream. dreaming. You're dreaming that you were playing. It was reality <laughs> when I got the shirt, coach. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. They, no, but it's awesome. It's yeah, great. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It really is. I mean, my son got hurt pretty bad a couple of years ago playing. He broke his thumb Whoa. playing for the championship in the basketball. Wow. And uh, he got the championship in the flag football. So That's he, a big deal at BYU. It is. He's, even, he's pretty proud of it. He's, he talks about it like, of course, I went and watched him play the football. I didn't see the basketball. I was out of town at the time, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he enjoys doing it. So congratulations, way to pull it through. <laughs> Thank you. Spencer was on both those teams that we won with. That I was. But it was, all, it was clearly all Jerem. Meanwhile, no. you went to the Sweet 16 and did something really significant. Did you get a t-shirt for the Sweet 16? We did. did you guys we did. We made t-shirts. <laughs> of course we did. Yeah. You know, yeah. it only comes, hopefully, next year it'll come again, but it's, it, yeah, it's important. You know, you're proud of what you've accomplished, and you work hard for that. T-shirts, sometimes greater than trophies, let's be honest. Uh, You had media day yesterday for women's hoops. Uh, Brand new team, no Jennifer Hampson, uh, no Kim Beeston, so kind of a different group. What do you think of the team you have? Well, we we have a lot of injuries right now, so it's hard for me to... Yeah, I've got some kids that that have got some aches and pains, and, you know, Spain was a good thing for us. I saw a lot of good things, so... We're a different team. We're not as big, and we're not as, we don't go inside as as often mm. because we had we had those two great post players. But I think you'll see Morgan get a lot more shots and score in the paint. And Lexi's improved a lot with her jump shot and trying to score in different ways. You'll see more up tempo. We'll press a little bit more trap. Um, but you know we have a lot of depth, and so I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to try to see if I can pressure people a little bit and pick on the ball. I'm kind of running a little more stuff like what San Antonio does with their bigs, where they mm-hmm. come out and pick on the ball because I have some bigs that can roll the basket and can shoot it. So a little different team and different challenges, but I, you know, I'm excited for the season. BYU women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. Your team is ranked in the top 25 of the preseason rankings according to Athlon Sports. You go to the Sweet 16, you get noticed. You get people, noticed. People remember you. Do you like having the designation of, oh, yeah, they're, they're a good basketball team. Let's put them in the top 25 when you begin a season? Uh, I think every coach says the first rankings really is what you did last year. And people, if you have people returning, then you, you get that. Um, I do like it now because it, it, it makes us realize that if we work hard and do a good job in preseason, that, that we have a good shot at getting in the NCAA tournament. And that's the whole thing is 
to have a good enough RPI and have a good enough recognition through polls and yeah. through other things to help you when the when the committee makes a decision of what to do. So that part of it. But we're, we start off our first game on the road against South Dakota State, and people are going, who's South Dakota State? Yeah, why they're, are you playing a game in Brookings, South Dakota, Coach? They're a very good team. It's a good RPI. They win their conference like every, every year. Every year. They go to the NCAA tournament every year. Okay, makes sense know? to me now. And I so, didn't know this stuff. So, no, so that's the reason that I did it is yeah, yeah. I thought uh, it's a good opportunity for us if we win. It's good for us if we lose. It's not going to hurt us because of their of their RPI. That's a Mount Rushmore trip, right? It is. Is that what you call that trip? Yeah. It's going to be a hard trip. And you're trip. playing a basketball game? Yeah, it's going to be a tough trip. But, you know, it's – Gets us better for the season and, and, and prepares us. At Frost they, Arena. That yeah, seems appropriate. They get five, <laughs> six thousand people. It's the big wow. it's a big deal, hmm. you know. So um, that's part of it. Part of it is playing a school that we can kinda of get used to playing a tough game on the road. So when we go against Gonzaga or we go against some other teams. The other thing you find out, it's hard to schedule people. People aren't now next year by us getting the sweet sixteen, we hopefully got Oklahoma. In Texas A&M. In the future, and, and not Georgia. next year, but in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because of that. You nice. know, and so that's what you hope for. Helps recruiting, helps scheduling. Uh, we do need to ask you about your, <clears throat> your international trip, excuse me, to Spain. How did that help your, your basketball team uh, ultimately get better? And uh, I do need to ask you about Twitter, but we'll, we'll start with Spain okay. first, and then we'll do the follow-up with Twitter. How, okay. how did Spain help Spain you? Spain was good Come because – Come coach. Uh, what? <laughs> Spain was Spain was good. Spain was Spain was a great opportunity to see some players I don't get to see all the time play. I didn't play Morgan and Lexi that many. I played enough to win, you know, but I didn't play them as much as I normally would have. Spain is very good, and you probably they took the silver medal in the women's game. So what's that telling you is that their basketball is getting a lot better, kind of like the men's. I think. Soccer, of course, is the king there, but sure. basketball is probably is probably second. It's right there. There was, as we walked around, there was a lot of pictures of NBA players and the Gasol brothers, Rudy yeah, Fernandez. Yeah, it's right yeah. a lot. So um, it was good, it, and I saw a lot of good things from some young kids. And um, Alohi, my, my freshman, got a play, which is a great advantage for her and Amanda to be able to get in there and do it. And they both played very, very well. Alohi, so, another dual sport athlete. Yeah, that girl's. I know I don't know why I keep doing this, but <laughs> you know, girls that are athletic do a lot of things, and she is a very good athlete and probably one of the best in the at BYU. You know, I mean, she's she's a different than Jen, you know, because she's not six seven. She has to six do a lot two, of things. Right? Six two, but she's she's athletic and she's very smart both in volleyball and basketball. So we'll see what happens. How do you say her name? Alohi Robbins Hardy. Yes, Alohi. Okay. Alohi, yep. Uh, last time you came in studio was pre-Spain. You're a changed man now because you joined Twitter. Yep. We, we, we talked about you what you guys put so much pressure on me. Oh, <laughs> no, but you know what it what is, What pressure really? gets you, Connor, from us? From you guys. Yeah. No, but, but what, I think what it is, it's, it's recruiting. I, you it know, is. I mean. Tell Sean Olmstead about I, I this. I mean, so many of our uh, recruits, that we, they follow it. You know, they've already said it to me. Hey, Coach, it's nice to follow you on Twitter. On Twitter. And I'm going like, okay. Why? You know, so yeah, what's going on here? But uh, yeah, they've. I'm trying to step up in the world. Get, you know, get it, get it, you know, like the players don't enjoy my music all the time. So now I need to probably try to see if I can do some of the things that they're doing. But 
it's a great tool of really of of telling you more about what's going on with your program and I'm trying to take advantage of that. Yeah. By the way, your first three tweets were awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Let's look at them. Okay, the first I don't one. Remember. Well, my staff convinced me to try out Twitter. It said your staff. By staff, really, you meant BYU Sports Nation, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where you put at yeah. BYU Sports Nation. That's okay. where you that. okay. Excited for the trip to Spain. Hopefully these planes have some leg room. Okay? <laughs> then, then the second tweet is at BYU Sports Nation. You, you guys inspired me to get signed up finally. Keep sending me new handles. I'll, I'd consider changing. We, and we thought, some, we thought of some really funny Twitter handles. Okay. Third is my favorite. <laughs> All it says is, Exit row. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was the hardest part of the whole trip was the travel. You know, the, the airplane um, coming home. I had an, I got I got an exit, so made it a little bit easier. But uh, what a great trip! You yeah. know, these young ladies are going to remember that for the rest of their lives. Seventeen tweets, four hundred fifteen followers at Coach Judkins. We need Juddy over a thousand people. Let's go at Coach Judkins. Let's do it. Let's I do it. it. What do we want it to be? We want it to be like Juddy McJudkins or something? McJudkins. I don't know. I've got to think. I've, I told my, I, I've told my team to think of, think of something for me. Try to help. This, Listen, one is, this one's good at for At Coach now. Judkins, yeah. it's very good. That's very vanilla. That's fantastic right now. We're going to have to spice it up later. Okay. okay. You guys got to help me. <laughs> help me out with this stuff. This is a new adventure for me. I, I worked with Coach uh, Steve Cleveland to get him on Twitter, and he did a really good job at pointing out stuff all the time. Granted, he was an analyst, kind of a different role. Yeah. People love pictures. People oh, love random, okay. random hashtags. That's where you go, like, pound, whatever. Okay, we'll do her. Try and use hashtag blessed at least once okay. a day. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll try. With Jeff Judkins, That's BYU advice. Next time women's we'll basketball coach, former NBA player with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've talked about uh, Lexi Eaton. She's clearly one of your leaders, one of mm. your top scorers. And then Morgan Bailey, uh, is, you're going to rely heavily on her in the post. Who's the player that nobody's talking about that's going to play a, a crucial role that maybe we should all be talking about? Um, I think there's, there's two players, and uh, I think one will be Alohi. I think she's got the talent to come in and really help us out. Okay. And probably the second one is Mackenzie Morrison. She's kind of a combo guard right now, and, uh, you know, Kylie is solid, and so – Mackenzie's going to back her up a little bit, and um, having three years being here, she kind of knows she's playing really well right now. Played very well in Spain, with a lot of confidence. She's a feisty, um, can shoot it, can get to the basket kind of player. Um, Do you see Mackenzie being uh, kind of a, a Kim Beeston, great three-point shooter? She's a very time? good shooter. Yeah. She really, she's probably right now. I'd say her and Lexi are my two best shooters and four. Those are that can shoot. But McKenzie's been really consistent that way. She was that way in Spain, and right now in, uh, we had our first practice yesterday. She's she's doing that. Broadhead is a freshman, redshirt freshman, and you're going to like her because she's kind of a crafty type player. You know, she she a great passer. So those three, um, I think, are they, they're the ones in Spain that I think surprised a lot of us. Okay. Um, but this team is very deep. And uh, there's a lot of good players that can come in and do whatever they need to do for our team. And, you know, if Bailey plays like she played in Spain, she was the best player. Uh, she had a lot of Spain teams that want her to come and play for them next really? year. Really? Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really liked what she did. And so, uh, but we got to stay healthy. That's the whole key. I've got a couple of girls that are sick and got some injuries. We're just kind of watching it and being careful with it. 
The first exhibition game for women's hoops, November 1st against Westminster. Uh, lots of BYU TV games this year. Spencer Linton, the play-by-play on that. We should ask you about this. Boom Shakalaka is coming up October yes. 17th. Yes. This would be an opportunity. I don't know what's in the works. We're hosting that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in it, great. Yeah, we uh, are in it. And you're, I, mean, I mean, we're in it with you. Okay. We're, we're going to be the guys talking. On Good. That's great. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> this would be an opportunity for you to prove yourself as a shooter against Tyler Hawes and, say, Chase Fisher. Oh, you want me to shoot against them? Just me. I haven't talked to anyone official that actually this controls this. This is the this. first time we're even throwing it out there officially. So, I, what, so you need, you, what I need to do is practice, then you're saying. You don't practice? I don't, you, I don't, you, you, I don't shoot like I used to. I don't oh, shoot 1,500 oh. shots every day. I know, but you've, you've said I'm the best shooter on campus. I believe that. <laughs> and I still believe that. So you're telling me I'm going to have to I prove a, myself, aren't I? I want a national TV exhibition. Okay, I, I think it's I, all talk until you're on the court, coach. I think we better do it then. Okay. Okay. I'll, I will get myself. i got a week to get ready, and I'll, I'll do it. We That's need to talk to you. He doesn't need 15 shots a day. He needs a week. Yeah. It's, I mean, I shot 1,500 every day in college. Did you really? 1,500? 1,500 every day. Wow. Brock Zilsta did like know, 500 a day two I, summers I, ago. I would say Tyler's up there. I mean, when I go in the gym and Tyler's out there shooting by himself, and you know he put a lot of time into it, and that's that's what it takes. Yeah. It takes it takes effort. I mean, I, I went and watched the Jazz practice the other day, and you know the great players are the ones that stay after and go before practice and spend time in their own game. The ones that that's where the game's changed. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie to you. It's where it's changed. People don't do that anymore. They don't. They don't spend the time. Hmm. Like I was talking to a guy, Larry Bird used to show up. The game is seven thirty. He'd be in the arena at three thirty. Guys don't do that anymore. They show up right before the meeting. You know, it's about getting way. paid. It's that's all it is, and it's not. It's not what it is to be great. You have to put the time in. That's what you have to do. So. Yeah. Okay, I we, guess I better put the time in. We have no idea if anyone's actually going to allow this or not. I'm just <laughs> that would, that would be so fun there. to watch. It'd be fun. Yeah. If, if not, we're going to have to do it in the Marriott Center. No, no yeah. cameras. No cameras. No, we'll, let's we'll let's have We've got pressure. Okay, look at this. See, embracing gotta, it now. Gotta have, pre- gotta have pressure. Hashtag man. buckets. That's what you'd put in the <laughs> tweet. Hashtag, okay. hashtag, hashtag buckets. Hashtag buckets. Okay. <laughs> Coach Jeff Jeffries with us on BYU Sports Station. Great to talk to you, Coach. We wish you the yeah. best of luck in the approaching season and uh, warm up the uh, the shot. Get the Twitter account going. We will I fully will. support that. Well, thank you, and thanks for all your support. It's uh, this is great being able to talk about BYU sports, and you know we're 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 proud. We're proud of what we we try to do, and try to do the best job to try to make people excited about what's going on. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, back to BYU football. Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback, joins us. Buckets. I'm Christian Stewart, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes, or you can subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. I love the trumpets in that. It's like Roots. (laughs) (laughs) It's playing that. It's fantastic. Countdown to kickoff. It's Thursday night, Spender. You're going to be live in Orlando. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon will be on the set a uh, new set, by the way. Check it out. Thursday night, 6.30 Eastern time. We'll get you ready for BYU and UCF. Watch BYU warm up and get all the storylines that you need to know for that game. That sounds fantastic, Jerome. Thank you. Is there a Bronco. more popular guy on campus, whether he wants it or not, 
than Christian Stewart right now. He's the big man. He's, uh, let's be honest, he's more popular than Tyler Hosmer. Literally in one he's play. He's the man. He's quarterback. In one play, he became like the spotlight guy. Well, you go from the uh, coolest guy on campus to now it's like, all right, you got to do something. <laughs> like, Everybody's favorite player is the backup quarterback. Now he's the starting quarterback. We discussed Three concerns within BYU football. But first, uh, if you're just joining us, we want to give you an an update on the Taysom Hill situation. We heard four to six months now for his recovery, recovering from a broken fibula. Bronco used the word shredded ligaments. Yeah, that's that's a strong verb. Fortunately, not all of the ligaments were shredded, just some of them. And so it's uh, definitely a recoverable injury. And then uh, Fua, Levitt, Kersley, Elisa, still no update on those guys. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have ligament damage, it's, uh, you know, complicated. It, it, it's a complicated process. That's and that's what they found when they went in for surgery. But four to six months, if he can get back within five months, he'll be ready for spring ball. We've talked a lot about concerns, and we're going to ask our next guest, Blaine Fowler. He used to be the, well, he is now, but he used to be even more the most popular guy on campus because you were the backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves the backup you quarterback. You know something right? about becoming the spotlight guy in one play. Robbie Bosco goes out in the Holiday Bowl and, like, oh, Blaine Fowler, now, this, now you're the guy. Yeah, and we, you know, during our senior, during 85, Robbie struggled with a number of injuries, so I got to play a lot in 85. Um, but when I was playing a lot in 85, it's after I'd been in the program for five years. Yeah. And I played in a game for a national championship. And I knew the offense really well. And and I had been with the same offensive coordinator since our sophomore year. So mm-hmm. Mike Holmgren. Mike knew what my skill set was. And when I'd go in the game, they'd just tailor the game for me. You know, just, They would just call plays to make me look. In fact, Mike would say that to me. When I, when I went into the Michigan game, he pulled me aside and says, okay, this is your game now. This mm-hmm. is you. you it's, it's on you. Don't worry. I got you. I I will call the plays. We will call plays to make you look good. We're going to take advantage of what you do. We're going to we're going to call this thing to take advantage of your skill set. Go out and win. Not going to throw out the playbook. We're just going to keep mm. the playbook, but cater the play calling within what, that was to, it, that suits you. Yeah. Is that liberating? Yeah, like, it was, it was oh, like, good. oh, good. It's my game. I've got it. And he and I know that Mike and Norm Chow are going to take care of me. They're going to they're going to put me in a position to throw the plays I'm most mm. comfortable with and to run the run the offense that they know I would be most effective in. Interestingly enough, I think we like I go out there, I got to throw like three balls to warm up and we throw it on the first down. <laughs> like, okay, hey, it's on. Here, it's on. Yeah, sure. We go. gonna cater it yeah, to me. and so in, in fact I think we threw the first five plays I was in the game. Threw wow. the ball. But that wasn't you know, yeah. we would throw it fifty five times a game back then, so that right. kinda was the offense. We've spotlighted three concerns. The great unknown is Christian Stewart. What we have to go off of is what we saw in fall camp, which was creates optimism because he looked really good in fall camp and then there's the defense lack of a pass rush defensive backs in the secondary not keeping things in front and penalties okay so we we have i guess was that just three that sounded like a bunch more i know sound like eight it sounded like 10 wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) we pinpointed those maybe that was four what's the number one concern for you for byu moving forward against ucf on thursday they have to be disciplined on defense and so to me, that's the number one concern. And, and here's the reason it's a concern. I know that they focused on it last week in practice. I know that Nick Howe talked to this team, to the secondary, about keeping their eyes out of the backfield, about focusing on the receiver, especially in man coverage. I know that he talked about those things over and over and over again last week in practice. Then they went out against Utah State and did not do it. That's concerning. That's a concern. That's why I'm, con- I'm concerned because I know they focused on it. And, and it didn't show up. 
out on the field. So so now what happens? Now they got a short week, and he's really going to focus on it again. And this is a UCF team that's not a dangerous team offensively when you look at what they've done so far. They, they don't throw the ball like they did with Bortles at quarterback. In fact, if you take the Missouri game out of it, they threw a bunch of balls in the Missouri game because – because they got behind they them. Down and, big. Yeah. And, and so they're throwing balls like crazy. But, but outside of that, they're averaging 14 attempts. Take the Missouri game out, and the other three games, they're averaging 14 attempts and seven completes a game. I love their trio Woo! of receivers. But, I think they're but they have big-time receivers that can get deep. So here's, here's the, the, the plus in the mind. The plus is they have not been explosive offensively. And so if BYU can be smart enough – to do what Nick Howell's asking to do and keep their eyes out of the backfield on the receivers and keep everything in front and force Central Florida to drive the football. And if they do score, it's got to be 12, 13, 14 plays. I don't think Central Florida is capable of doing it. If they give up 60-yard bombs over the top, they're going to be in a ball game. And so, so to me, that's the number one concern. The number one focus is keep – things in front they have big time receivers that can get over the top BYU's got plenty of speed to stay on top of them if they fundamentally keep their eyes where they're supposed to be I've had so many people come up to me this week and say well that's BYU you know they just don't have corners that can run no Baloney. they do too it, BYU's corners have every bit as much speed as any corners in the Pac-12 me? Rob Daniel and Michael yeah. Davis and the, Jordan Johnson these guys can run this is not an issue of not being fast enough to play this is eyes in the backfield this is looking in the wrong place and making coverage errors because of that and so so it's a discipline thing that the good news is that's fixable right now they didn't fix it last week I think that Nick Howe has their attention this week. And as I looked at that film, I watched the game again on Sunday night, and and I'm looking at coverages where big plays happen. Nick Howell didn't call bad plays. Yeah, a bunch of people are pointing fingers at him and saying, yeah, why is he calling? He it's had not, here, hold on. They, they yeah. had, yeah. Uh, why is Nick That's exactly, <laughs> exactly <laughs> what they were doing. doing. He knows what he's doing. They were, they were perfectly good coverages. I watched a play where, where BYU rushes three and drops eight. Utah State has max protection, so they keep seven in the block on the play. So, of course, you're not going to get a pass rush when you're rushing three and they have seven. But what you expect is with eight in coverage, you're going to cover the two receivers that Utah State has out. (laughs) And because of missed assignments, there's a guy running wide open for a 25-yard gain. You you can't give up a 25-yard gain when you have eight guys in coverage against two. And so that wasn't an error in play call. Nick Howell had a perfectly good play called. It should, he should have had no one to throw to. If anything, he should have been running around back there for five seconds trying to find somebody and eventually trying to run it and getting hit. But instead, people got anxious, looked back at the quarterback, the guy runs free, and then Gerritsen, who was just out of his mind in that game, completes the ball. So that can't happen. And, and it's not a matter of play calling. They, they, they have got to be disciplined in what they're doing. And some of the guys up front, because I also watched a couple of plays where BYU rushed five, and Utah State kept five in. And when you bring five and they only have five to protect, you gotta get to the somebody has got to beat their guy. Yeah. You're yes. counting on one or two guys beating their guy, and they had a couple times when they didn't. So that defensive front has to take some pride and say, hey, if I am manned up, I am going to get off a block and I'm going to make a play. So those two things have to happen defensively. What can we expect in terms of the things that you've been discussing on AFR tonight? So we're going to talk a little bit about technique in the defensive backfield. We've talked about it before. We're going to take a little deeper dive, look at it, at what these guys need to do to stay on top of folks, especially important in this game with the kind of speed they have at wide receiver. Um, and so we'll, we'll look at that and, 
maybe look at the same kinds of things that Nick Howell is talking to those guys about you know, this week. We're going to talk about getting off blocks. Dave Nixon will show you. you know, Dave Nixon was a ferocious pass rusher off the edge. He's going to show some techniques on how you get off of man-to-man block and go get some pressure on the quarterback. And then we're also going to take a deep dive into the mindset of Christian Stewart. What's he thinking? What does the offense need to look like mm. for him to be successful? To Not just this week, but moving forward in the season. So we're, we'll talk about some fun things. A lot to talk about. Yeah, lot juicy. to talk about. Juicy for sure. Yeah, I figured that you guys would uh, would have trouble fitting it all into an hour for yep. that matter. <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll go do the show for an hour, and then we'll all sit around for an hour <laughs> or two afterwards, and we'll do the show after the show. I, I wish everyone could just... We should just have a camera. Our, our pre-production meetings are just like more than the show. Oh, yeah. access. Yeah. But the, the fun part about doing AFR is sitting around with Brian and sitting around with Dave, and and literally we're just breaking down film together, and we're looking at things, and we're talking about issues. And let's just tape that. We we should just have a <laughs> hidden camera and then just put that out there and just. Because we have some great conversations. I mean, I learn great things every week talking with those guys. And we wrestle with topics and throw things around. And Yeah, maybe we ought to just have a camera follow us around. Because, <laughs> because there is the show before the show and the show after the show. And that, to me, is just as fun as the show that itself. That is such then a truth. Bilo gets going and it's like, whoa! Yeah, it's like, all right, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Bilo's TV 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great for BYU TV. Yeah. Hey, Blaine, great to have you with us. Look forward Thanks, to guys. AFR tonight, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU TV. Keep sending in your Twitter questions. What is the number one concern right now for BYU football? Up next, somebody's going to Miami. Awesome. We announced the winner of Take Your Fandom to South Beach. That's next on BYU Sports Nation. Sorry, Blaine, it's not you. You mean I can't win? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. One time I want to hear like a live band play this theme music. Yeah. Like over in the corner or something? That'd be awesome. Hey, coming up uh, Thursday night, during the football game, if you'd like uh, to watch, women's soccer versus Portland Thursday at 8 Eastern time. Ty Brandenburg on the call. Spencer will be in. Uh, Orlando, Florida at Harry Potter World. Hopefully you make it. Is that what it's called? Harry Potter something? Disney World also yeah, there? I think it's Harry Potter World. Harry Potterness. I Hey, if I, I don't, don't get to go to Diagon Alley, then my trip will <laughs> not Harry. be complete. Yeah, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I just hope I don't run into Professor Umbridge. Uh, what no. is the number one concern no. right now for BYU football? That is our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN at CougarFans. Says pretty much everything about the defense. Can't cover. <laughs> can't pressure the quarterback. Poor tackling, bad combination. I wouldn't say can't. I would you can, say you can. didn't. Yeah. Right? Just didn't execute. Can't is like they are incapable. I think that's very different. We've seen them do it against Texas and Connecticut, and it points against Houston and Virginia. Yeah. yeah. We've, we have witnessed it with our eyes that BYU football is capable. So for the past month, those of you fortunate, fortunate enough to witness the Take Your Fandom to South Beach promo on BYU TV, meaning mm-hmm. the visual aspect, have experienced the glory that oh, is me. The music me is back. Nice. In a blue tank top. Our producer, Ben Bagley, calls it the mankini. Yeah. Okay? Mercifully. Is that, is that an honor code violation? You don't have to see that again ever. Thank goodness. <laughs> Contest ended Saturday. It's time to announce our winner. Yeah. Who's the winner? We have that person on the line. Drum roll, please, Jerem. Our BYU Sports Nation Take Your Fandom to South Beach winner is David Rencher. 
David, you're, no. head, you're headed to South Beach for the Miami Beach Bowl. How do you feel about South Florida in December? Oh, sounds awesome. Congratulations, David. What does this mean to you? What does it mean to me? Uh, you know, I'm freaking out here. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm contemplating who I'm going to take, and it's going to disappoint a lot of people, but I'm taking my wife, and i got to keep her away from South Beach. I hope she doesn't Google that. <laughs> That's a safe choice. David, uh, we want to find out a little bit about you. Where are you from, first of all? Hey, I'm down in Vegas right now. Okay, Las Vegas. So outside of the yeah. state, you're going from Vegas to Florida. Do you Did you have holiday plans? Oh, yeah. Ever since I entered the contest, I had plans. <laughs> <laughs> I've been you and a lot of other people, but you're, uh, you're the winner. Yeah, this is, oh, this is, this is sweet, man. We're, we're a BYU family. All the kids go to BYU. My parents went to BYU. We're, we're true blue. We were told the last time you wanted to go on a road trip, it didn't quite work out. Tell us about that. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, I was recovering from uh, from cancer, and my brother uh, felt that it'd be really great to take me to the Texas game. Uh, what would have been what two, three years ago? Twenty eleven. Yeah, and it was just like a couple days before. I just couldn't. I couldn't physically make it, so it was really disappointing. So to hear my name today is kind of like it's like payback. But now that I told that story, maybe I should take my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fan- you guys are gonna get me in trouble. Fantastic! Uh, you mentioned the word cancer. I'm. Uh, I guess we should ask how is that coming along, and how is your health? You know, it's gone into spontaneous remission, which is a, which is a fantastic blessing. That's great, um, and it's something that I've, I've battled three times now. But uh, you know, I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the Lord's care, and He's taking care of me. So it's all it's all good. David Rencher, you have just experienced the BYU Sports Nation karma. Take it to Florida and enjoy your trip. Oh, excellent, man. We'll bring it. All right. Go Cougars. We'll ask you to stay on the line to get details about what you've won, and uh, congratulations again. Thanks, guys. David Rencher, wow. A cancer survivor. Wow. Congratulations to him. How and awesome is that? And thanks to everyone who participated in, uh, in the contest. Thank goodness that man candy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to hear that word ever again. <laughs> Please, not one more time. Up next, a loaded Cougar whip around new basketball captains on BYU. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. If you just missed it, we awarded our BYU Sports Nation Take Your Fandom to South Beach winner, David Rencher. Cancer survivor of Las Vegas. Oh, man. He was going to go to the Texas game in 2011, but had some issues with the cancer. Now it's cleared up. You know what? Good for David. That's great. The karma. That's tremendous. That needed to happen. Yeah. That's really cool. And right now, everyone else but David is like, oh, man. Yeah, whatever, dude. (laughs) Karma stinks, man. (laughs) Okay, so yesterday, Jeremy and I talked about adding context to the college football season. It's all about context. And to each game on a weekly basis by ranking all 129 (laughs) Division I or FBS teams. Where's Texas State at? Hey, then we came to our senses and we're like, there's way too much involved there. Who has time for that? I'll tell you who does. One of our Twitter followers, at Noland underscore Perry, with the Perry's power rankings. He does Utah high school football, I believe. He ranked all 129 teams and then tweeted it at us using the hashtag BYUSN. (laughs) Wow. Number 32, BYU, at number 34, UCF, immediate context. Now, wait a minute. Why is UCF 2-2? Two and two? They're Number 34. They're 2-2. Two and two. I don't know. 
I I question number 34. That's that's, that's for Perry's power rankings to determine. (laughs) In the 50s or 60s. (laughs) If anybody does 129 teams, I'm not going to question why why people are where. I just did. Yeah, whatever. You know what time it is? Yes, I do. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Tyler Hawes, Kyle Collinsworth, and Chase Fisher have been named BYU basketball captains for the upcoming 2014-15 season. Do they get like a little hat for that or something? <laughs> this is Hawes' third season as a captain. Golf. Leah Garner finished in third place as the BYU women's golf team tied for third place overall after day one of the New Mexico State Aggie Invitational. Softball. Cougar softball teams in action tonight as BYU will host Salt Lake Community College, or as it's commonly known, Locally. Slick. Slick. In fall exhibition play. First pitch, 9.30 Eastern time. Future guests include UCF play-by-play specialist Mark Daniels. He's been on the show before. Excited to talk to him again. And former BYU safety Andrew Rich. Getting him on to talk about keeping things in front. The bend-don't-break mentality. He is a Bronco Mendenhall protege. Want to hear what he has to say. And it's hashtag Logan Takeover. That doesn't matter. For the matter. next couple days. That doesn't matter. <laughs> the next three days, in fact. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to our friend David Rencher, our Take Your Fandom to South Beach contest winner out of Las Vegas. Congrats. Have a great time. Very cool. In Miami. Twitter question today. What is the number one concern right now for BYU football as they head to Orlando? Different part of Florida. Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got... At TWA1011. The top three concerns are the defense. The defense and the defense. Hmm. Oh, and after that, it's still the defense. I think I get it. At H Collier88, my number one concern for BYU football is, and I'm going to read it like it's spelled, PENALTIES! All caps. A a big one, but it's not the number one for me. And the timing has just been so bad. Untimely penalties for sure. Hasro24. My biggest concern is how they will recover mentally during this short week. Will they show up Thursday ready to play? And that was our concern from the beginning with UCF is short <sighs> week. It's Brigham, so you don't practice on Sunday. Yeah, Monday, that's... Tuesday, fly out tomorrow morning during the show. Hey, thanks to our guests, Jeff Judkins, Blaine Fowler, and David Retcher, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com. And BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Mike Muleman. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Buckets!